0: Well, as of the recording of this particular episode, which is Sunday morning, we're still a few hours away from the Super Bowl LV. LV? Is that 55? I think so. Uh, anyway, so we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. I don't know which quarterback will come out ahead the old guy who's really long in the tooth, uh, but pretty well preserved, or the young kid that's half his age that really is, you know, a dynamo. Uh, in a way, it's kind of a battle of the ages. Pun intended, I guess. Hey, it's Tim Patterson. This is a Trade Show Guy Monday morning coffee for the 8th of February, 2021. Find us online at tradeshowguy.net, our hub for all things Trade Show guys, a great source for exhibits. Our exhibit design searches there. there. Uh, trade Show marketing books. Get a free chapter or on one of them, you can download the digital uh, PDF of the book. There you go. Webinar arch- webinar archive and, and a whole lot more. I'm uh, just going to jump into this week's interview an old acquaintance from the internet marketing and public speaking world kathleen gage she invited me to meet a friend of hers jamie young who's in the trade show world uh, i've had kathleen on this show before in fact i'll put a link to it in the show notes that certainly is worth uh, looking at again if you have some time uh, jamie and i got an initial chat uh, on you know through zoom we got to meet each other and see what was going on just kind of a how are you doing what do you do those sort of things and After speaking to her, I thought, you know what? You might make a good guest on the show. So I invited her to be a guest. I was curious to hear more of her stories about working in the trade show world uh, where she originally sold booth space, how she discovered why some people renewed for the next year and why others really didn't renew. And so she kind of dig- dug into that and learned a lot of things, which was fun. She shares those stories. Uh, and then she went from there into the promotional products world, which is where she is now with a bit of a twist. So uh, fun interview. I picked up some good pointers. Here's an interview with I did with Jamie Young from Uptown Screen Printing. Would like to welcome Jamie Young of Uptown Screen Printers to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Jamie, it's good to see you.
1: Nice to see you. Yes, I,
0: I like the I like the Zoom thing. You get to wave, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: uh So we kind of met uh, uh, I don't know a couple of weeks ago on a Zoom call to get acquainted. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how we got acquainted, but uh, nonetheless here we are and uh, you, you know after we talked, I thought um, you know we should get you on the show because you had some interesting stories to tell, but before we get to some of those stories, uh, let's learn a little bit about you. Uh, Uptown screen printers. I know that you did some corporate trade show stuff for many years. Um, and, and so you kind of had your, your neck deep in that for a while. So let's talk about that a little bit. Where'd you start and what what did you do in the trade, uh, corporate trade show world?
1: Yeah, so um, I started in 2012 in um, at a, a trade show in Portland, uh, really just in part-time sales. My job was to onboard vendors and sponsors. Uh, it was just a lot of fun, and they brought me in halfway through that um, booking season, so half the show was already booked by the time I got there, and I really, I come from hospitality, um, so I really focused in on Um, food and alcohol vendors just because that was my jam. I knew a lot about it and the show happened and it was a lot of fun. Um, They would contract with their salespeople every year. So the show happened a week later. I was the only one that came back and I had to call every single vendor to see how did the show go and would they like to renew for next year's show and this is like 13 months in advance i'm asking them to make like a commitment right 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 i'm the new girl remember that so (laughs) i'm making these phone calls and um you know some vendors are like i had no roi your show is crap i hope i can say that um
0: you can say whatever you want
1: i don't want to come (laughs) back and i'm like i'm so sorry I didn't know what to say. And then, you know, my job was to continue those calls and I would get on the next call and I'd have a vendor that was saying, yes, I want my same spot and I want to pay you hundred percent in full right now. And I was just like in awe. How do I get off this last phone call that makes me feel like what we're doing is like the terriblest show on the face of the earth. And then I get this other client that's like, sign me up don't let anybody take my spot
0: so interesting the different experiences people have it it just fascinates me and i've seen that so many times so what were you finding out so why people liked it or didn't like
1: it? oh i asked i asked that person i'm sure you did (laughs) i'm like awesome what were you doing what were you there for like i wanted to know like what were they doing different and and i'll just never forget like they had a rock solid goal and they had an engagement plan like they knew what they were there for. They knew how to measure it. And so that's why you see. And and so it was, it was consistent with every vendor that was saying yes, right away, locking in, you know, a year in advance, they all had engagement plans. That's why you see spin wheels and games and things that attract people to booths because it's usually the most boring person in the show that has that, right? Because unless you're selling like fun, like jewelry or fashion, like the products itself that bring the excitement, but if you are, you know, kind of a boring trade show vendor, you have to have a, you got to have a fun activity. And so they would use that as an opportunity to engage, but they weren't allowing them to even play the game or potentially win anything unless they either provided an email, filled out a lead form, followed them on social media. So they knew what they wanted from that. They knew if right. they wanted to build their social media audience or build their email list or just book appointments, like they had a really clear, um, want, and then they had a strategy to gain those results.
0: You, you um, know, you, uh, let me, let me stop there. Cause you point uh, out something, which I think is, I, I learned, you know, fairly early on in this industry. And that is, uh, so many people go to trade shows, especially in the older days, they just, you know, you show up, you do a booth, people come by, they buy stuff, but then things changed and it was like, Oh, we got to do something else. What do we do? Uh, and I've always thought you've got to give people something to do in the booth, whether, you know, you talk about sign up for social media, uh, some sort of engagement, whether it's a hands-on activity or they're filling out a form or they're answering a survey. Uh, but I think the second part of that, which I think is even more critical is that the the groups you talk to that succeeded, went into the show with an idea of what they wanted out of it. They might've had a top goal. They might've had a, a secondary goal, a third goal. Uh, and so that seems to be what you really found out uh, was successful. So how'd that play out?
1: Oh my goodness. I literally, the very next phone call that somebody said, you know, we had fun. We didn't really see, we didn't really, we didn't, haven't seen anything from it. I would then ask, you know, what? What were you there for? What were your goals? And they would all say brand awareness.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I would always follow up the question, how are you measuring that? Right. <laughs> and and because it's all, a vague said, term. And, and I it agree. was a stump, it stumped mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And the minute I knew that I stumped them, I shared the story of the successful vendors. And I said, well, you know, here, here are some vendors that were seeing great successes. And this is how they were measuring it. And all of a sudden, Tim, I was getting immediate renewals from the people that had a terrible, you know, they didn't see results because now they had a plan. Now they saw the secret for success and they wanted it.
0: Or at least they had a path to it and realized that, you know, if you actually spent some time thinking about what you want and put a plan together. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like choose, choose what you want. Do you want emails? Do you want to build your social media audience or do you want to book appointments? Because yeah. once you narrow that down, then you are creating the opportunity. And here's the deal. This was a women's trade show. And so I was not in the promo industry back then. But when it was about like, give them something cool to win that they actually want. Boom. And I said, I'm your ideal client. <laughs> I'm, I'm 35 and I'm female and you're here for women like me. Right. And I would make suggestions Boom. on what I would want to roll around in my purse. And I, I said, here's the deal. I would literally tell them, give me, give me a pocket mirror. Give right. me a cool like lip balm ball, not the cheesy ones everybody else gives out. Give me um, like a purse hook. And I would just throw ideas out there to um, so stay top of mind and this just went on for years for six years
0: so at some point you transitioned into the uptown screen printing which uh you know the other thing we that i mentioned when we initially talked was that there's a lot of people in that space as there are in the trade show exhibit space but so you've got to differentiate yourself you've got to stand out in some fashion so so when did that company start and what kind of approach do you take uh, to kind of you know differentiate yourself
1: well, let's take a little step back is my mother-in-law was a promotional products distributor for 25 years. And she was always elbowing me to get in the business. She like, you a trade show. You'd be so good at it. Um, she was always elbowing me to get in. And I was like, nope, I love my job. My cup is full. I had a, a new baby at home. And then in 2018, January, 2018, she drug me to a supplier trade show. Um, and... Within 30 seconds, I knew I was getting in the business because the first yeah. vendor were, were um, would be a vendor for trade show banners and tablecloths, and the next ones was event giveaways. And I'm like, I'm already doing this. Right. So, oh my goodness, hold on one second. My assistant's getting here, and I gotta, I gotta open the door.
0: We may have to edit this out. We may not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had someone actually walk off the um, the screen here during an interview okay oh, so right she's back quickly like i was like i was saying you probably didn't hear but i, I may or may not edit that out who knows
1: right? oh so, so anyways um i went home and i had to come up with a business name right and i was dealing with i knew a lot of female business owners i really thought i was only going to serve in the space of women in business when it mm-hmm. came to promotional products and so my business name was at a girl promotions. It was pink and black. It was very, very, very female forward. And within six months, I realized I I really kind of looked at my client list. Half my clients were male. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I began to realize how many, how many businesses are not doing business with me because I'm so female forward. And so, um, I ended up going through a rebrand, and that will actually come up in, in a minute, because I continued with Out of Girl Promotions. Um, I became very well-networked. At the one-year mark, I had to actually quit my full-time job. Because <laughs> you were so busy, right? <laughs> because, yeah, I gave myself permission to, um, to do my to to be a promotional products distributor full time once I replaced that income. But the truth is I loved my job and I loved my clients. And so I went to my boss and I said, so I don't want to quit, but I just can't be responsible for day-to-day duties anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And what we actually came up with is that he would um, switch me to an independent contractor I hired an assistant to do kind of basic administrative stuff like emails and, and you know more of the customer service stuff. And I actually brought them, I was, um, so we did that for a couple of years actually. So I still was very much involved in that trade show. I was just no longer an employee. So that allowed me to focus on selling promotional products full time but I still got to have the fun of the trade show and still talk to my big clients. Cause I brought on big sponsors like Chevy and just, you know, I worked really hard for that.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: I didn't want to like say goodbye to all of it. <laughs> I was actually supposed to buy the show this year. And
0: and, and then no the, the bottom fell out of the entire market. No yes. Show. So, so, <laughs> so that brings, raises another question. Uh, what kind of things do you, did you do? And in 2020, that uh, you know, a lot of us had to scramble and do different things to make ends meet. Uh, you know, no one's buying too many trade show booths right now, so a lot of the vendors I work with are making the barriers and and you know, private rooms and things like that. So, what kind of things did you look at to do, and and how did you kind of find your footing in all of that?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, it was 2019. I actually rebranded as Jamie Young Swag and Strategy because that was. I'm actually going to circle back to what made me different in the promotional products industry is you and I both know, if you go to search promo online, there are incredible just websites that are like fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a month. You can buy promo products quick and cheap, right? Yes, you
0: can. And there are a bunch of them that do it and they're giving you 20% discounts for the for whatever. Yeah, exactly.
1: I could not compete with that.
0: No, you can't.
1: So, Um, what I, what, the way I was different is when my clients were calling me, I would start asking those tough questions that I knew from trade shows. Like, why do you want the product? Who's your ideal client? What's your budget? And then we would, we would take all that information and then go find the right product. And so word got out. I started getting recommended a lot, you know, Jamie, she does strategy and swag and the strategy thing kept coming up. And so I was really known in our community for the swag and strategy. Um,
0: so how do you define strategy when you talk about that and when you approach a client, what kind of things uh, come up in that conversation? How do you find the thing that, or the the, the, the assortment of things that work for them? Uh, how do you uncover that?
1: Well, um, I really narrow it down to your first priority. So, you know, the way, the amount of money you would spend on a new client gift is very different than the dollar amount you spend on a prospect, which is a potential lead. You know what I mean? And so I'd identify what's most important to them. What is that priority? Do they have a bunch of warm leads they want to convert? Are they just looking, do they need leads to even massage or, you know, are they looking for new client gifts and referrals? Do they want referrals and renewals? And so once they identified one of those spots, then we would continue forward, right? So, you know, then what's that strategy? Is this, a lumpy mail campaign, right? Are we sending a direct mail campaign to kind of show up in a fun way? Are you um, sending a new client gift once a new client signs up? Or do you have a a lead magnet, which which is a real gift that comes out to them when they sign up for a class or a program? So really identifying who they are, but what you would give to someone like an average consumer versus just the business to business. Those gifts are very different.
0: Yeah. I would say now, do you, you work obviously with most companies that do business to business?
1: Most um, mostly I no. I mean, my clients are B2B. Right. But some of them are business to consumer. Right. Or they're B2B.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I'm, I'm going to stop you for a second. Cause I, you talk about people sending out stuff for the last, couple of months, I've noticed people have approached me and I think they're kind of doing it in a faulty way because they don't really do their due diligence, but I've been offered a, uh, a, a, a Yeti 32 ounce, um, you know, thermos, basically that sort of, you know, a, a hot, you know, all those big things, big, big, big tumblers. Uh, just so they could talk. Yeah, exactly. One of the bigger ones. Um, bigger than that. <laughs> oh my and I said, okay, I'll take that if you want to talk. And we talked and it turned out I wasn't a good fit, but they were happy to give it to me because that was part of their budget and they found me and that sort of thing. And, and, and then like a week later, I got another one. They're sending me a, a $5 gift certificate to answer a survey. That led to a 30-minute phone call, a Zoom call, which they really did research on me. And they gave me a $30 Amazon gift certificate. I thought, well, that's interesting because I, I haven't seen a lot of that but they're using this sort of, and I guess this, the Amazon thing is kind of a swag thing, but certainly the, the Yeti was a, was a, was a definite uh, item, which I hadn't expected, but it got my attention. And so that's, that to me is, is how you get people's attention. Uh, and it's part of the strategy that you look at. Do you have any examples of, of uh, you know, no names yeah. as far as clients goes, but what has worked that, that you've, you've walked through with some of your clients?
1: Yeah. So, well, first off, how do you feel when you get again?
0: Oh, feel, you feel great. Obviously you right. go, Oh, this is kind of cool.
1: Does. I'll remember that. <laughs> you think that person is very generous and yeah. um, you know, business is about relationships. I hate, you know, it's, it's no longer selling someone. It's no longer sales. It's, it's relationship building. So yeah. um, I did have a client hire me for strategy consulting. Um, he had heard me talk about warm lead conversion and he had been sitting on a hundred. He was in the financial industry. He'd been sitting on 150 warm leads. These are people that have money to invest. Um, They expressed a ton of interest. At this point, they've gone through financial analysis. They've had the sit downs, but they weren't making a commitment. They weren't saying yes. And so what we did is we put together, because this was in May or June. So we were still like kind of in lockdown. Yeah. We put together this direct meal Campaign for him, so identify the top twenty prospects out of that one hundred and fifty. Like, who are the top twenty that you feel are are so close to yes?
0: They're almost over the edge, but yeah,
1: they're like they they have one foot over that fence, and for for whatever reason, they just haven't said yes. And so he identified those top twenty. Um, in this particular client had some branded promotional products already under his belt. Like when people hire me. I'm not just looking to try to sell them something. What do they already have? And right. so he already had some mugs with, with the branding on it, and he stuffed it with some goodies. And I said, I want you to include a handwritten note in there. What I want this note to say is, I just wanted to check in on you and your family, see how you're doing, um, and I'm here to support you. It was just, it was just a real friendly, you know, check in. There was nothing salesy about it.
0: No pressure. Yeah.
1: And two weeks later, he called me and he said, one of the biggest leads that I really wanted just, just came on. (laughs) And I just thanked him. I said, you know, not a lot of people go out of their way to thank someone when something is good or when something works, you know what I mean? Um, and it was, it was so, it was so wonderful because me actually, Providing myself for strategy consulting—that was new for me back then. Right. You know, everybody wanted to have these conversations with me, and I had time during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that really started. That really started a lot of the strategy consulting.
0: Interesting. So, what uh, what are you going to do this year? As you as we slowly shift, is that going to get you back to normal? Or are you just kind of in this new normal? Uh, as we kind of close out a conversation, what kind of things are you looking at for the next six to twelve months? no <laughs> change or not no change I know no one can predict I know I'm putting you on the spot
1: About 3 months ago I bought a screen printing shop so Oh my god <laughs> life is so different now yeah no basically Halloween weekend I signed on a screen printing shop that was had been established for 22 years had a book of business I'd always helped my clients with custom apparel but I had partner facilities that printed those shirts now I get to print those and And so now I have, I have an additional service. So I do all the same things, but you know, um, we're in a storefront now. We, we, um, opened ourselves up to the market and it's going really, really well. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely focusing a lot on screen printing and, um, really trying to support those who are looking for very specific strategies to grow their business generously.
0: Well, uh, Jamie, I really appreciate you spending time. I think, you know, the top takeaways I would have uh, are, you know, when you're going into a trade show goals and an engagement plan, know what, know what you want out of it and what's your strategy to get there. And if there may be a promotional thing in there involved, may not, it just is a a kind of a good way to look at it. And again, where can we find you online, Jamie?
1: Yeah. So my website is UptownScreenPrinting.com. On Facebook, it's Uptown Screen Printing and Personalized Gifts. And Instagram, it's Uptown underscore Screen Printing.
0: Gotcha. We'll make sure we put links in the show notes. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate oh. all the information. Oh, hang on. What?
1: Can I give a free gift? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. So um, I can give this to you, but the free gift is number one, the top 100 personalized gifts to give. It's an awesome little flip book. And then the second one is actually my strategy roadmap planner. And so what I talked about, about strategy, identifying your first priority, it's actually a roadmap so they can actually look at how do they start strategizing for success. So um, yeah, they're welcome to have it.
0: Cool. Well, we'll make sure we'll, we'll just put it in the show notes and mention it and, and uh, we'll give it to someone. We'll, we'll make sure that someone gets it, that, <laughs> that reaches out and goes and raises their hand. That's all it takes it is to raise your hand like, and let me know. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate your time.
1: Thanks. Have a great day. All
0: right. Thanks again to Jamie Young of Uptown Screen Printing for spending time with us on this week's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Before I head out, well, this week's one good thing. Did you notice next Sunday, the 14th, is Valentine's Day? Yes, it is. I remember as a kid, you know, early uh, grade school, middle school, elementary school, you'd, you'd bring Valentine's to class for everybody, and everybody gave you a Valentine's. So you went home from class with like 20 or 30 Valentines. Kind of cool, right? Uh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but I, I do try and get a card and maybe some chocolate. My my wife loves chocolate, so I get her some Valentine's stuff. Don't forget, Valentine's Day. That's this week's one good thing coming up in uh, just a few more days. Have yourself a great week. This is a Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee. I'm Tim Patterson. Thanks for watching.